the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hey, welcome to Dallas. Glad you all are here. Glad that we can be part of opening up your conference. I just want to kind of say, just nerd moment, I was not expecting all the great singing in that sequence hymn, and then I was stunned by the brilliant phrasing. I mean, it is amazing to hear a whole congregation sing in this space. I love it. And it's just wonderful to have you all here back in Dallas. I learned a lot about Om over this last week, and I learned that the hymnal 1982 was originally sort of launched at the 1985 Dallas Conference, and so I'm excited that you all have this Dallas hymnary that you're going to be celebrating as you move forward in this conference, and just hope that you have a wonderful week. It's an honor to be with you today. Now, Jesus said in today's gospel lesson, See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. And as I was coming down the aisle today, I realized that there aren't a lot of non-musicians in this room. And so I'm not sure if Jesus was giving us a warning as we were coming out here. <laughs> but then I realized that it's probably actually for most church musicians kind of the opposite, where you all are often by yourself or maybe just a couple backups as you go out into a world that is filled with people who don't kind of see it as you do, who don't commit as you do. And it can often feel, I bet, just a little scary to go out and do what you do. But what you do is so critically important, not only just to the life of the church, but just in the world, how it impacts people and changes lives. And so today, as just one priest, I want to tell you a little bit about why I think that I respect so much what it is that you all do and the commitment that you make. So first off, I have to start with, this is the transferred feast of St. Barnabas, because I know if anyone knows it was transferred, y'all do. And so today, <laughs> as we launch into this transferred feast of St. Barnabas, I take from Acts of the Apostles this idea that Barnabas was one of those early people who went boldly and courageously out into the world to tell the good news, to spread God's love in that new way. And Barnabas absolutely would have felt like a sheep going out amidst wolves. This idea that we have been called to do something that is impactful, called to do something that can often be scary or exhausting or upsetting or stressful, but for such an incredibly good purpose, is something that I want to really ground and root our time today because I see that kind of work in this room. I see that kind of commitment to go out courageously and do something that is not always as deeply satisfying as we wish, is not always as well-respected and honored as we wished, but for such a really great purpose. Like Barnabas before us, I think the great majority of us in this room have given ourselves over to a call that God made to use the gifts that we have. Each one of us, beautifully, wonderfully made, filled with the kind of gifts that reflect God's goodness, we have made a commitment to actually do that kind of work vocationally, to give ourselves over to such a great degree, to put everything that we have into it, that it can often feel like we're a little alone out there, sticking our necks out, so to speak. But today we get a chance to actually sit together and to feel each other's presence and spirit and to reflect on what it is that we do and the difference that it truly makes. 
Now, I grew up singing in my Catholic choir, but it was in Florida, and it's not like the Catholic choirs around here. It was super campy. And so as I grew up, it was one of those things where I would stand up there, like as a child, I mean, single-digit child, I would stand at the microphone, and we would sing through, and then at every refrain, I would lift my arms for everybody to sing. It was really not that great. And so... <laughs> That kind of experience, that kind of experience is something that I kind of took with me, but I was also classically trained instrumentalist, and so I respect what happens in churches that really form people of all ages, but especially young people. And so when I moved to Dallas, just a quick story, I never lost that kind of passion for music. And when we moved here from Memphis years ago, our two oldest children were in second and fourth grade. And they had gotten involved in the church's music program. They were doing RSCM and they loved it. And when we found out we were moving to Dallas, we prepared for the moment when we told them we were moving, which I bet some of you know well. And we had done all the stuff to prepare. We got the books about Dallas and we had pictures of the church and we'd even gotten boots from Texas in their size. So we could, yeah, I know, we tried, we teed it all up. And we sat down in that room and we looked at them and we said, life is gonna change. We are leaving Memphis and we're moving to Dallas. And we told them all about their new church and their new school and where they would live. And my second grader, first response to me, was, does that mean I can't sing in the choir anymore? Because just a few weeks earlier, she had been admitted as a chorister. She had gotten her surplus. And I realized that I was taking them out of a program that they loved. You know, as a priest, I always worry that my kids may not like church. And they loved it there. And I was concerned to make sure that they loved it here, too. And when I showed up and the pressure of all the stuff going on here, I realized, much to my chagrin, we had no children's music program at the time. Zero. Not a child was singing. And so I was bearing all of that and trying to transition them. And then a couple months into my time here, I was invited to be part of a group going with the Archbishop of Canterbury to a consortium in Rome, as one does. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> So I show up to London and meet with this group for a couple days, and then we go to Rome, and we're having this beautiful experience where we're the Anglicans in Rome, and we're talking all about theological stuff, and it's fascinating. And then there was one reception after another after another, and one morning we found ourselves in the UK ambassador's home in Rome, and everyone's drinking, and it's like 10 a.m. because everyone's drinking. And so we're all there doing this nice little cocktail party, and the ambassador calls everyone's attention, and they said, let's all go into the salon for a little entertainment. Okay. And so we move over into the salon. We all sit down in the chairs, and there are probably like 50 or 60 of us there. And out walks the boy choristers from Canterbury Cathedral. And they stand in front of us, and they start to sing and I burst into tears. It makes me choke up right now because I'm sitting there watching these boys sing and then all of a sudden everything comes rushing over me about how I had taken my own children out of such an excellent music program for kids to a place that did not have it. And then I returned home absolutely committed to making sure we did that here. And we've done it. 
We brought such excellent musicians here to St. Michael. We have invested in our program. We have seen the kind of transformative impact that it has on children and of people of all ages. I get what it is that you do, and speaking as a parent and as a singer, am so grateful that you give yourself over in so many ways, selflessly and courageously, to genuinely change lives for good and forever. Today, you start a conference, and I hope you have a good time. We like to have a good time here in Dallas. We like to make sure that you have a good time. And so as you go to lunch and as you go to the party this afternoon, don't miss it because we've got good stuff for you. I hope that you feel the presence of the Spirit in a powerful way to fill you up, to refresh you, and to send you back out into the world to do the work God called you to do, to make the difference God called you to make. Because what you do changes lives. And on behalf of the priests and the singers and the pew sitters and everyone in between, thank you. Thank you for what you do to help push the gospel of Christ in the world. Thank you for what you do that helps us, all of us, to spread God's love powerfully with commitment and with courage. And I hope you have a wonderful conference. Amen.